You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, continuing on our Mythbuster series here this summer, we've got, and and the first time we saw this on 3D, you kind of, kind of always, it's one of those things where you you knew it until, or how am I going to say this? You, you were always aware of it, but you never heard it really verbalized or never really saw it. And that's a lot of stuff in the golf. Scene. Right. And, you know, we, we captured all these pros. We had a, good size pro database at the time and we were going through working on a video and the timing of, of when things happen in the backswing and then you start to to put those pro swings next to the am swings the pros were oftentimes almost to the top of their golf swing before ams are done with their takeaway it is you know, so deceptive and you go okay well, let's just look at the takeaway and see how fast golfers move and most professionals, there's always going to be exceptions to just about everything, but most of those guys are reaching their max speed in the backswing right at the end of the takeaway. Most AMs are reaching their max speed in the backswing going into the top of the swing. Think about that. That's This is something once we figure it out to help not only our games, but we've been able to help a lot of people. Um, you know, and we, we like to split the swing into thirds, so – First third is about halfway back-ish. Mm-hmm. Second third to the top. Third third to impact. So that splits it up into thirds. And what we figured out is you want speed in that first third so the club can kind of die as it goes into the top. And when you look at the swings over the years that everybody oohs and ahs over about how smooth they are, like Ernie L's or even like a couple's, you don't realize it what you're seeing when you're looking at it, but you're looking at a faster move move off the ball and a lot more time taken in that second third. So people will look at a smooth swing and say, oh, I see, i got to go slow all the way back. Yeah. It's really the opposite. You've got to get kind of ballistic off the ball so it gives it that longish middle of the swing, and that's where the smooth swing look takes place. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, it's funny you mentioned Ernie because – in his book, I think he talks about, you know, his thought for the takeaway is low and slow, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't do it. No, I've been on the range with him a lot. Been on the range with Freddie. Been on, you know, been on the range with these great players. And when you're standing next to them, there's nothing slow about the, the takeaway. takeaway. No. It's much more, violence not the right word, but it's it's got much more speed early. And then you get that kind of syrup at the top of the swing then you see the guy next to him, you know, a few spots down for the pro-am and it's syrup for the first third and then boom, a, a blistering pace into the top. And that's when that when the club's changing directions, right? It's almost coming to a dead stop to change in directions. 
that's the best time for you to be moving and recentering and, and moving laterally where it doesn't affect the club. When you're going into the top with a lot of speed and you're trying to shift and fire different things, that really has a big effect on the golf club coming down. You get that rebounding effect. That's exactly right. The club bounces around at the top. And that's, I, you know, one of our, I guess, keys to great golf swings is, you know, keeping the trail arm pretty wide, not overly collapsing the wrists. And if you thought about it, if you're going slow in that first third of the back, you know, first third of the swing, and then you're speeding up rapidly going to the top, you're nine times out of ten, you're going to collapse your trail arm. You're going to over bend the wrist. And what happens then? That creates the cast that everyone's trying to get rid of. There's no, there's no way not to do it. Well, the cast and the arm, the hands trailing behind the right hip a bunch in the downswing. It's like it just, it's just not how you're going to swing your best by going fast into the top. And there was, there was an idea out there not too long ago where that was how you gain speed. And it's just, it's not. Yeah, you may gain speed doing that, but you're going to hit it all over the golf course. Yeah, you want maybe your, off the golf course. Yeah, you want all that like ballistic movement kind of in the first part of the swing so things can die out. And it's so important like to know why you're doing what you're doing if you're doing things wrong. So if your trail arm is collapsing and you say, okay, I see what I'm doing. I see that I need to be wider with my trail arm at the top, but you don't realize that it's because you're going so slow in the takeaway. That's why we always preach, you know, you've got to really find the root cause, mm-hmm. you know, the cancer in the swing or whatever it is. Well, for that person, for that golfer to, to get to the top without collapsing his trail arm, he needs to understand, okay, this is a, this is a what do you call it, like a timing issue or, or Right? A yeah, sequencing issue. issue. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're, they're going so slow at first. They, they don't even realize that that's the root cause. So, again, that's why we feel like we really dig in and study some of these great swings because even for us, that was a learning experience. Yeah, like that, I mean, who hasn't worked on trying to be a little wider at the top? But if you're going slow off the bat, get the arms wide, you can't go slow. And, like you got to move some point. Right. So when you go fast into the top, you cannot like you can't fix that overbent right arm when it's overbending. You can't just say don't overbend it because then you've got nothing. Right. You got no momentum's created. So again, it's another it's another illustration of when you see the fault, you have to go before you see it and find out what's causing it then. Because the, the actual fault on video isn't the cause. No. Right. It's, no, it's, it's the things that, that, that caught that led up to that that caused it. That's your cause, not the actual fault. If you see overbending at the top of the swing, overbending the wrist and all that, the fix isn't at the top of the swing. The fix is what you were doing leading up to that. Exactly. And even to the point where, well, you know, maybe they don't have the grip correct in their lead hand and that's why they can't get the club swinging away with some speed. It's like you really do have to always pay attention because Someone asked me the other day, what's the most important thing in the swing or something like that? I said, well, everything matters. It's a one-second motion. Yeah, it's happening so fast that you have to have all your, like, I can picture flying an airplane. you got to get all your knobs dialed in, right, before this plane takes off. Otherwise, you're going to be having to make some bad compensations (laughs) during that flight, right? So I don't know. Seems seems like a lot of buttons on that cockpit. Yeah, so (laughs) grip, setup, stance, alignment. 
Where your pelvis is, we talked about that in the other MythBuster episode. Make sure your body alignment's pretty good. Now you might need a little swing trigger to the left. That allows you to get some momentum and speed in the in the body and the club early. So, to, to me, you know, it, it always comes down to all right, what's the real problem here? And but a lot of times it's just concept. They think they need to go low and slow because that's what everybody's been told to do for fifty years. Well, you talked about in the last episode. We talked about the bar stool, right? Hogan's book. What about the one piece takeaway? That's probably just as old. For one, it's a horrible concept. One piece takeaway. All that stuff moving together is the farthest thing from what actually happens in great swings. I don't care who it is. Nobody does that. So golfers who are practicing that, and I get it. It could be a feel, whatever. But it's not what actually happens. And that's the problem with all these things being, well, it's just a feel. Well, that, that's fine if it's for you, but when every golfer has heard of One Piece Takeaway, you got now a million different interpretations of what that means. And it basically means you get everything turning together. Like, why would you want to turn everything together? I keep thinking about when I was a kid, I used to play with the men's league because they would just <laughs> let me play. Like, one of the guys would pick me up in the morning. I was about eight years old, but I had my junior set. I could. It was a little tiny. Of course, I grew up on it was awesome for me because it was nine holes and it was a par 31 and I could play from the normal tees. And I remember playing with this guy, Ed, I won't even say his last name. And uh, Blow Ed up. the guy, uh, <laughs> the guy that was in our group with Ed was, was a guy that kind of fancied himself as a golf teacher. Right. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm helping Ed some, I've been teaching him this big muscle, low and slow backswing. And I remember looking at Ed swing thinking, this swing is way worse than it was before. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was hitting it all over the place. Oh, that's okay. You're, you're, you're working on it. And I remember a few weeks later, I, I saw Ed again. He's like, yeah, I had to stop doing that. I was playing terrible. And I think that was when the light bulb went in my head. I was like, man, if you tell somebody low and slow, I could see what it did. Even at eight years old, the club got so inside early. And then he had to lift and come over the top. So just that one thing could have derailed his golf forever. He was smart enough to bail on it. But that, these concepts, these myths, they do, they can affect your game forever. Well, that's the, that's the burden of teaching the game is, you know, golf instructors and no more evident than on the PGA Tour when those players are already great golfers. And for the most part, they're still going to be good golfers after you tell them something, right? Well, a lot of them will bail. If they're smart, they'll bail on they'll it. They'll bail instantly. on it. Or nod their head, I got mm-hmm. it, and then ignore you. You get the I got it. Yeah, you yeah, get the, yeah, I you got get the it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but everybody else, you know, if you tell somebody the wrong thing and they actually start doing it, that's where the problem's at. It's, it's happened. Like, what are you telling people that if they actually did what you tell them, what would happen? Like, if you actually went low and slow, that's big trouble. You did a one piece takeaway. That's big trouble. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that for a minute? You know, with the if you actually did a one piece where everything turned at the same rate, we know that's not right. No. So the shoulders are going to turn twice as much as the hips, right? And again, you got one second downswing, backswing. So why would you want all of that turning at the same time when they've got to separate by a factor of two? And then the arms don't stay in front of the of the torso where they are at address, the arms have to move across. So that's that's going against the one piece. Yeah, that's not one piece. And then the club's got to set. You 
But if you just made a turn and didn't lift the arms and didn't set the club, the club would still be pointing at the ground. That's Ed Swing. Yeah, I mean, it's like if you start doing these things, I mean, we're going to go over a bunch of them here in this series, but if you actually start doing them, I get feels for whatever. Maybe you're the opposite. What's the opposite of a one-piece takeaway, a 35-piece takeaway? <laughs> We've got, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you need to feel more one-piece of that. But, again, if you actually start doing it, are these things going to help or hurt? And so many of them are going to hurt. It, it reminds me of that day we spent with, we spent a day with David Toms. We actually filmed a really nice series with him. I think it's a pretty underrated series on our website. It's available in AMG+. Plus. It is. It's, it's free in AMG+, Plus, so you could buy it separately. And... Um, you know, we spent a day with him on the range, taking us through his thought process, and he hit a lot of balls for us and talked about the golf swing and things that has worked for him, which is super valuable information. This guy's yeah. like 40-something million dollars. If you're a playing competitive golfer, you absolutely need to watch that. Because you get into the mind of a guy who's won that much. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember the, one of the things he said, and I, I'd heard him say it in clinics before, but I think maybe Mike hadn't heard him say it. He said, um, you know, if everybody started the golf swing with the club – club head out in front of him pointed at the target mm. and swung it back they you wouldn't need golf teachers anymore so we'd you know, be out said, of business yeah, and he said it kind of tongue-in-cheek <laughs> but he was 100 percent right and that's you know we have a lot of drills like that in amg plus where it we call them like motion drills we get the club out in front and get get it give it a head start so you can feel not only some speed but when that club is swinging it creates that separation in the in the components of your of the club and the body right it's like a little cheat code to figuring it out. Well, yeah, we've done that on, on 3D. We'll have a golfer, and, and they're again, they're always the age of, you know, that 40 and over, right? One piece takeaway. I don't know how much of that's still being taught to the younger group. But, you know, a guy will come in, really hook, line, and sinker on the one piece takeaway, and then we'll give him that drill. Like where you start the club out in front of you, get some momentum and swing it back, and I go, all right, how'd that feel? It felt great. Feel everything moving in one piece. And then you'll show them on 3D that literally everything from the knees to the wrist to the elbows to the shoulders to the hips to the thighs to the ankles, everything's moving different. It yeah. has a sequence to it. Exactly. And that really kind of, okay, I, I get it now. It's not all moving in one piece to feel a really good backswing. And it's... You know, you don't want things moving in one piece anyway. There's, like, there's got to be some energy transferred out to the club. It's like a chain reaction or, or a cracking of the whip is the old analogy. Ch try to crack a whip moving it in one piece. It's it's what we call a pro shop swing. I mean, it's if you've done Ex two. Explain the pro shop swing. Yeah, it's basically, uh, I forget who first said it, but it cracked me up. Because, like, you know, if you're, if you're a golf pro and you're kind of working in the pro shop, and you're t practicing during the day and you're trying to, you know, work on your swing. Right. You're trying to make swings in there without breaking anything. Right. So you're going, you're going kind of slow, but making a pretty swing. So you're trying to hit all the spots, but there's no, there's no dynamic dynamics. Yeah. And it's, and I was guilty of this because growing up in Maine, you know, we had long winters and I did a lot of mirror work. And listen, my backswing, even to today, I have a hard time getting it off plane. I, I really did drill this. No, it is. Like the problem with my swing, it sometimes it gets too wooden, meaning there's no separation or dynamic motion in the body. I'm right. not really winding and, and like stretching the, the muscles, right? It's the kind of swing you develop from watching golf swings for a living. 
Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Because you're trying to place the club. Mm-hmm. My thing is, you don't want to fish for for, for positions right. in, in golf. You want to swing through them. Now, it's one thing to stop the camera and say, "Okay, I see my takeaways inside." Well, you've got to learn to swing through a better spot, not just place the club in a better spot. And that, to me, once I kind of figured that out, it's like, okay, I can use the camera and the mirror as a as a check, feedback feedback. But I don't want to be just placing the club anywhere. And it always comes back to this story where my light bulb went off in my head with Carter Tom's David son. He was, I, t- I think I told him, that, hey, man, stop, the, stop at the top so I can see what the top of your backswing looked like. He's like, what are you talking about? He looked at me like I had three heads. It wouldn't even, it wouldn't even process to him that that would even make sense to stop at the top of the backswing because he looked at the swing as one motion. And... That's said, good. That means the younger generation is not. You know being what I said? That. Yeah, don't don't do that. Never mind. Like yeah, I, never mind. I bailed let's do on it. I, it was you know, and I said, well, let's figure out what's happening before. I mean, and at the time, I mean, he he was on a run. I mean, this kid hit the ball so good that I was like, well, I'm not going to mess with that at all because that's part of probably what makes him so good. Right. Is that he didn't look at it as a piecemeal event. And anyway, that was the first day. One of them where I was like, I'm missing something here because he doesn't even think. He wouldn't even think to do that. No, that's it's it's so true, right? That it's it's emotion, right? It's a one second, it's really one, ballistic it's motion. motion, and there's a there's a speed up, there's a slow down, and there's a speed back up in that. It's it's a rhythm to it. So that's myth number two. Yeah, low and slow slash one piece takeaway. No good. No good. If you're doing it, you might want to change directions because you may actually start doing it, and then that can be trouble for your game. So, anything else to add to this? No, if you're enjoying these, please go on iTunes, leave us a five-star and a a written review if you want to take a couple minutes to let us know if you like it or not. And we're trying to help as many golfers as we can, so you can help us do that.